0: Hello, and welcome to Creativity Conversations. This is episode number three, I think, with the wonderful Terry Runyon. And I started these conversations because I could see how many people uh, believe that creativity is not something that they have. And in the world that is so upside down right now, I think it's, um, I guess I'm on a mission to make sure that everybody knows that creativity is innate and it shows up in all sorts of different ways depending on what you're up to. So I'm going to read Terry's bio. Terry is a visual artist and creativity encourager living in the Kansas City area. After a long career as an in-house illustrator for Hallmark, Terry now runs her own business creating art and videos to help others explore their own creativity. Terry works in a variety of media, from digital to painting, collaging, and drawing. She teaches classes on Skillshare and has a YouTube channel where she shares her creative process through speaking and demonstrating. Inspired by everything she sees, particularly her two cats, Riley and Tucker, Terry loves animals, and you'll usually find furry, feathery, and fishy friends in her work. Boy, that was hard to say. Terry sees art as a way of connecting and communicating with others. She encourages people's creativity by sharing her own journey and the wonderful insights that are available to all of us. So, welcome, Terry.
1: Thank you, Nina. Great to be here.
0: Certainly is. I wonder if you could give us uh, a little bit of information to add some highlights to what I just read from your bio, how you got from where you were
1: to where you are now. Well, it's been an interesting road, as it is for everyone, right? I started off as someone who didn't believe I was creative. I didn't, I knew I had a little bit of talent just because people said they liked how I drew and stuff like that. But I really had a difficult time with my self-esteem and thinking I was the creative type or was a real artist. That was a big one for me. So I spent a lot of my early years fretting over all that, um, letting it kind of dictate how I moved forward, a lot of fear. Um, So yeah, and when I started my career at Hallmark, there was no
0: hold on one second okay I'm sorry we had a a little bit of a technical difficulty could you back up a little bit for me
1: yeah I, I was just saying that when I was a beginning artist not only in my career at Hallmark but before that I had a lot of struggle with imposter syndrome, feeling like I wasn't really an artist or I wasn't creative. Um, It kind of developed into a thing where I would have a sense of having creative moments, but then take these dives into these massive creative blocks or just feeling like I didn't have what it takes. So as I moved along there in my career, I also got a lot, I got caught up a lot in comparing my work to others and never felt like i was measuring up so after you know a lot of that i came across a realization that that creativity is inherent in all of us like you're talking about with with the innate creativity that creativity is basically who we are and that uh, coupled with that the, the realization that what we do what we create Now this sounds like a contradiction. Let me say it this way. We're, we're made of creativity. Everything we do is creative. We breathe, we write, we get on a call, we speak, but what we're creating like my artwork or talking on the screen or whatever it is we're doing doesn't reflect on our, our core, our reality and who we truly are. So if I make a crappy piece of artwork, it doesn't mean anything about personally about me. If I make a great piece of artwork, it doesn't make mean anything personally about me. Which knowing that has taken a mass amount of the pressure off of feeling like I, you know, I'm only as good as the next piece of artwork I do. So since I've realized that, and you know, I still have all my inner critics come up, but I I'm able to be a lot more light with it all. I I don't have to react to it all. I don't have to do anything about it. I let it pass by and I remember that who I am is okay no matter what's coming out of my paintbrush or my pen or, or whatever way we're creating. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I also made a commitment for myself to create every day and share that because I, I love to share my artwork because I feel as though as I share my work, it might inspire others to create as well. And that's also why I share on YouTube because I want people to know that creating is being creative is not unique to any one person that that is just what we're made of. We are created by nature. So I don't know that. have I covered enough of that backtracking stuff?
0: Yes, and so my, my next question is, uh, it might sound like it's coming out of left field a little bit, but if creativity isn't about you, what is creativity about?
1: I'm going to try not to get too, too deep on this <laughs> I I think the thing that I find the most helpful to me just in a, if you want to call it a practice, I don't really call it a practice, is being fully present in the moment. So I can be really nervous right now about talking to everyone on this call. I've, I've had it come up and down during this day, I uh, before getting on. And when I realized that, that this is it, this is our life right now, I'm speaking and I'm lit, these words are coming. This right now, this communication is creativity that everything that's happening is creativity so it takes the the mystery and the idea that this is something special out of the equation and the less we have writing on it that way the easier it is to just express ourselves whatever's coming for us whatever we're inspired to do I mean oftentimes I sit down when I'm not inspired and what I find happens is it kind of takes over for me I It's, you know, once I start moving with it, my inner critics will slow down and quiet down a bit. And I just start noticing what's happening in front of me. And it's almost like in some ways it's taking me for a ride. So, yeah, there's no way to be outside of it, outside of creativity. Except maybe by our thinking. Well, we may think that we are, but that doesn't make it true. I mean, our thinking has all kinds of things to say about whether we're creative or not, but I I kind of almost say 100% of what my thinking is telling me isn't true. Uh, you know, it, creativity by its very nature is is new, is something happening that's, it's all new. And what our thinking does is, um, or at least mine does, is tends to operate in conditioning. It's, it's sort of like repetitive. It, draws comparisons. It, it kind of bases everything on what we've known in the past. And when I realize I come into this moment and, and present now, it, there's, new, there's something new always happening while I have something going by saying, you're no good at this. You might as well just hang up on this call right now because what you're saying is stupid. You know, it's just like, I have that kind of talk going through, but I, that's, it's kind of like old news. Um, and I just know it's not true. So is there is there any value
0: in, uh, if someone is trying to express themselves creatively, whether it's uh, artistically or musically or writing or learning how to use some technology, do you Is there anything that you're aware of, in addition to what you've just said, that makes that process easier?
1: I'm a firm believer after so many years of suffering with my artwork, and second-guessing myself and questioning everything and having to get it right and find that particular style and all that stuff that the the biggest thing to keep in mind with creativity is to, to have fun to stay present with what you're doing to let go of the idea that it has to have some sort of outcome that you think it should, you know, it's like having it's life for the joy of it, you know? Um, Now other people may have, I'm not saying there's not anything you can do to improve your skills, but that happens in my experience naturally, the more we create, the more we just show up and start playing with our art or playing with our music or playing with art. The technology. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very a, a much lighter weight way, way of going about learning instead of trying to get to this end goal. Yeah. And always comparing ourselves against what the end goal needs to be. That can be really stifling. Right.
0: Well, the other thing that I've found can be a real uh, creativity squasher is putting a time limit having some expectation about this has to be done by five o'clock or by Wednesday. And then I've already added that extra pressure on so that whatever, whatever is trying to express itself just doesn't have any room because I'm looking at the clock. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. I think that's one of the reasons that I'm, I'm not one of those people who sets up a time schedules per se. I sometimes will give myself a idea about when I want. I mean, I, I do like to get a piece of artwork done during a 24 hour period, but when I do that is kind of up for grabs. Um, and I have experienced that pressure when I haven't done it yet and it's time to go to bed. I like, Oh, I, I want to do this, but th- that's even, that whole pressure thing is, is also a conditioned response. And the the thing that's I'm learning more and more is that that conditioned response is not necessarily the true response. You know, it isn't necessarily true and that I can still show up and, and say, well, I do really want to make a piece of artwork. It's not because I have to make a piece of artwork. Maybe I'll just go sit down and see what happens. And even when I go kicking and screaming, something always happens. Even if it's a scribble or a blob, I've, I've put my hand on the page and I've started making something. And and that just feels good to, to just make a start. So getting into action is... Well, action for me is very helpful because I, <laughs> I can spend my whole life researching about what I would like to be able to, to do and not actually do it. When I, When I am researching, because I do research, I look at a lot of art and photographs and everything else. I pay attention to that sense of quickening, that sense of inspiration that comes when we're doing that. And if it doesn't come, I just stop researching at some point and start making something. But oftentimes it will. I, you guys know when you're looking at stuff, all of a sudden you'll feel that, oh, I could do that, or I wonder what, that would be fun to try. And then out of habit for me and conditioning, I'll keep researching, thinking there's going to be something better coming along, that I'll then start. And I can spend weeks doing that without doing, creating anything. So what I've learned to do over time is to really pay attention to that spark when it happens and then just move into it. You know, don't go with the next thought that says there's got to be something better or let me just look, let me just research for another five minutes and then I'll start something because that spark, that inspiration is alive in the moment. It isn't something we can like tuck in our back pocket for later when we want to sit down to create something. It doesn't for me anyway. I usually don't have anything in my pockets once I sit down after the fact.
0: So how does that, what you're describing, fit into the idea of flow?
1: I have a cat meowing in the background. I hear. He he likes to put in his two cents.
0: Um,
1: my, My idea of flow is... It's always happening, and we <clears throat> are more, I guess, aware of it when we're not self-conscious. Yeah. The self-conscious inner critic ideas about what we're doing keep us from knowing flow is happening. That's kind of how I look at it. Mm. It's still happening, but we're paying attention to something that we think needs our attention. So the more I've realized that that stuff that comes up is simply not true and I don't have to pay attention to it, the the quicker it goes through and I end up back in my work where I never left, but I thought I did. Good point.
0: So by the way, for those of you who are on the call, we're in another 15 minutes or so, we're gonna open it up to any questions that you might have. And uh, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, Terry, was uh, how did you come to be doing what you're doing now? Because you had a career as an illustrator, and now you're, you're doing something entirely different, with different parameters, different challenges, can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I, the whole illustration career was in a, a really cool and extension of schooling, it felt like to me, uh, of learning about art and learning about different styles and learning about what I love. That was really important in the process. You know, when you, when you get out of school, you're you're kind of, caught up in what you've been taught, and then as you go along in your career, you start to hone in on what really interests you, so all that time was an amazing thing, and, and that hasn't stopped. I mean, my our, all of our interests kind of ebb and flow and go in different directions, and as we grow as creators, we kind of find other avenues. And so when I, I retired from Hallmark over three years ago, um, I started being interested in what it would be like, like something was in me, something in me said, there might be something that wants to come through here that would be helpful to other artists since I, I myself went through so much with my creative career, my creativity and my struggles. So I started that YouTube channel and started sharing with other artists about how I moved through those things and how they've changed and different ways to kind of look at things. Um, you were saying, what What have the challenges been now since I left, or since I'm not a, just doing illustration all the time?
0: Yeah, because you, you're teaching now on Skillshare. You've got a YouTube channel. You've got a huge following on your daily creating group.
1: How well, did happen? Well, it's it wasn't a self-conscious thing. I mean, at first when I started on Instagram and stuff, which is one of the bigger places I hang out, I did have an intention. I really wanted to build a following and connect with people and other artists. And I spent a lot of time on Instagram, a lot of time posting and, you know, gathering friends and following a lot of people. And, and then I kind of kept it up, but I let go of the need for it to be any certain way. Like I, I no longer was trying to get as many followers as I could and have, great reasons for that and career opportunities and all that stuff. And that took care of itself. Like it it was when I let go of trying to make it be a certain way, it became a whole lot more fun. And it it, particularly it not meaning anything about me. Once again, it's kind of like the art doesn't mean anything about me. The number of followers don't mean anything about me. So it took all the heaviness out of that as well. Now that process always wasn't always smooth. Like I said, I still have the inner critic coming up. The yes, it does mean something. How many followers you have on Instagram coming up? But I'm not caught up in it like I used to be, and that's really been freeing for my creativity. Um, let's see. You know, it's been an adjustment to not be around people during the work week. But that was a big adjustment leaving homework. But I found online, connecting with people to be very powerful, you know, on Zoom, YouTube, the Daily Creating Group, and all these different formats we're doing now, particularly with the virus going around. So, yeah, it's it's been a, a fun transition, challenging at times, and I love being my own boss. <laughs> you know, I love just, there's nothing more fun to me to, than to be able to show up to create something and not have it be to anyone else's specifications. So that's been a wonderful thing. And that was fairly new to me after I retired. I mean, I did it during my time at Hallmark as well, and they were very good about giving me free reign on trying things. Um, but we still had a customer we were trying to please. So this is kind of an interesting way to go with doing art for the fun of it. You know, to not having it have to mean anything or be anything specific to a particular consumer and what I have found with that is my artwork has gotten more expressive of my who I am and less formulaic and less I mean it just it's just joyful um, and if there's any goal at all it, it's really more about maybe it'll make somebody smile.
0: I love what you're saying and I'm wondering if how you approach what you're doing now, the programs that you're developing for Skillshare and the things that you come up with to post on whatever format that it's being posted on. Is that something that um, approach something that people who are not creative, but are looking to be more creative in their work? Is there some, way to connect the dots with what you've seen possible for yourself as you try new experiments with different things that could relate to people who are uh, not artists but they're in a an environment where creativity is important ingenuity innovation is important
1: that's a big question i i can only speak from my own experience and uh for myself i know my whole life up until just a year or two ago, maybe three years ago, I thought business was a bad word. I mean, it really did. It it just seemed like a real, ah, you know, business. I I just want to do anything but that. Right. Um, And now I see business as any other creative act. It's, it's a way to express ourselves. It's a way to share with others and, Although I can't speak, speak much to I know that work environments are, you know particularly at Hallmark, you're, we're always encouraged to bring something new forward. I think the, the less I have in the game of myself as far as trying to get ahead and trying to make myself look good and get that promotion. and you know, I got to do this by what you know a certain time the less my focus is on those types of things. And the more my creativity is freed up to do whatever the next natural step is, you know, to pay attention to those sparks again. It's kind of like when I look at research, when you're doing your business, there's things that'll pop up. Like we were talking about you and I just a few days ago, you know, the things that have come up for you and your business have come up spontaneously It's not like you were out trying to achieve this goal. The goal, you know, my YouTube channel showed up spontaneously. I didn't, I never thought I'd ever be speaking in public on any format. And then all of a sudden there was my face on a camera and I was speaking and, you know, I was as as surprised as the next guy. So, (laughs) you know, that's the way creativity shows up. And sometimes we can miss it because we're busy planning and having an idea about what it needs to look like. And that's all innocent because that's the way we're kind of raised to think that we need to take the, I'm not going to come up with a saying there, but you know, to, to take charge of our lives and and know what the next step is and have a five year plan. And I, I don't even have a one month plan or a two week plan. I, I do have another Skillshare class in the works and there is no schedule you know I, I haven't felt the the desire there was no creative spark to start in on it very much yet i've done some research but i know it will all of a sudden day, one day i'll be working on it <laughs> and it's so freeing to me to not have to have a schedule around that to be able to do it you know just naturally more naturally
0: yeah what i'm I think I'm hearing in what you're saying are a couple really important points. One is realizing that it's really not about me. That kind of self-absorption that we all have, you know, does it look good? Is anybody going to like it? Do I have anything of value to show or say to anybody? Um, Is such a creativity squasher for everybody and to follow the feeling that happens, you were talking about that spark. And that can happen, of course, in anything, whether you're baking a cake or putting a brush onto a piece of paper or coming up with a business plan, like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And following that rather than rehashing what's in our mental database and seeing you know, if we shake it hard enough, <laughs> that some new idea will come from it rather than being open. And I, I think that um, a lot of people that I talk to just aren't used to being open and just saying, I'm just going to see, I'm just going to experiment with this.
1: I, did, I just love, I mean, the, one of the things that's the most exciting to me is realizing the mystery that is always always present. We, we really don't know what's going to happen. So to, to live life with that openness to uh, an excitement, I mean, the unknown is not by its nature, a scary prospect. And I used to think it was, I used to think I had to have everything figured out because I, you know, if I didn't, I would, something bad would happen to me. Or people would find me out. Like I said, the imposter syndrome, and now I look at the mystery of life as such a relief and a beauty to that, to, to not know, you know, anything truly is possible. And I don't even know what it is yet. So, to, you know, just to pay attention to that spark as it comes and move forward with it. It doesn't mean you won't have thoughts about it that come in, but we don't have to believe our thoughts. We don't, we can just keep leaning into whatever it is that is inspiring to us in the moment. And it'll kind of give you clues along the way. It almost feels like it unfolds in real time to me. Yeah, I don't get a big picture about things out in time. It's it's more like, wow, am I having fun now with this next step I'm taking? And that's about as big as it gets. I think that's kind
0: of a radical idea for a number of people to, oh, this could be fun even if it's something as mundane as a a business project or crunching numbers or something that seems to be mundane, but to just let it try it as an experiment to realize that, you know, from the great unknown comes everything. There's nothing that's in form that didn't come from a formless place of no thing. So why would that be scary?
1: Well, well, we're taught, we're taught that it's scary, right? Yeah. You know, we're taught we need to, ha- we need to have it all together. We need to know what's going to happen. Because if we don't, there's going to be a problem. And we'll have to fix it. Right. <laughs> and and I need, you know, I am the queen of wanting to be in charge of how everything goes as far as the way I was raised and my conditioning. So when I, when I made that, transition, and it's happened over time, to being completely inspired by mystery and not knowing, Um, it was like a complete, I mean, I was just like, I didn't know I could see it this way, you know, and particularly that, once again, couched with the knowing that whatever ends up happening is not a reflection on me personally, that, you know, it's like, there's such freedom in that. Mm -hmm. We can try, we can fail. Oh, well, try something else. You know, it's not, we try, we fail. Oh my God, what does that mean about me? My life's over. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't do a piece of artwork really in my career without knowing where it's going and knowing I could get there. And knowing, you know, I, I wanted to have it figured out beforehand. And now that's like the last thing in the world I, I'm interested in. If I know what's going to happen, I kind of, I just don't do it. Because I I mean, I really, you really never do know what's going to happen, right? It's, you may think you know, but it's going to go whatever way it goes. And oftentimes we call that mistakes, right? And to me now, it's like a mistake. Wow. Okay. Maybe that's, maybe that's going to become another animal in my painting, or maybe a bird goes there, or that's where I'm going to put the eyes and nose. Yeah. So it just... It's working with it rather than it working against you.
0: that is a whole different way to work i I may have told some people on the uh, that have heard, may have heard this at, or on the call uh, that a while back i took a was taking a collage class from this wonderful instructor, and I had done some things which I didn't really like on the on the collage and she came over and i said i don't really like this very much and she she took her fingernail and she these pieces of paper that i had applied to the the surface she started to peel them off and i was oh my god this is my work you but it it was all she had she had nothing on it a because it wasn't hers but her mo was Let's just see what happens. And it turned out that that one thing that at first looked horrifying was the doorway into a whole different piece of work that I was creating. And it stuck with me obviously for all these years because I had a certain idea in my mind how it should go. And then someone pointed out (laughs) rather surprisingly that, oh no, it didn't have to go that way. And that realization that just because I do one thing in this moment doesn't mean that I have to keep going on that trajectory or throw it away. But if I keep working with it, if I keep being open to what wants to show up, what wants to be created, rather than, oh, I got to figure this out, something always
1: shows up. And isn't that a perfect story for business as well? you know we in business we think we have to just have it all it planned out yeah but innovators and you know people that are cutting edge of things are they're they're open to what those accidents where where are those accidents going where are those what's possible in this yeah and it kind of opens us to a whole different way of being able to see things i think
0: that's especially true right now with the conditions of pretty much having to be virtual And everything, uh, the idea of business is not going to be the same. It's just the the settings for it. People are realizing we don't have to need, we don't have to have everybody in an office. Things can be done remotely. And the things that look, uh, this is true, I think just throughout history, the things that for one person look impossible, scary, limited for other people, they see the possibilities. You know, there's a story, which I hope I don't butcher, about these two men, two salesmen who go to some place in South America to start um, a shoe business, selling shoes. And one uh, sends back a message to headquarters saying, never mind, nobody wears shoes here. There's nothing possible. And then the other one sends a message back to headquarters and says great opportunity nobody wears shoes here i love that story i do too it just shows us where where we are in terms of what we allow to come to us
1: yes there's always more going on there's possibilities and we see it first because we're we're looking through the way we've seen and with creativity and mystery we're We're looking into an unknown and possibility. Yeah.
0: Very cool. So I'd love to open this up to any questions, comments, observations from anyone who is on the call. And you can either raise your hand or you can just pop in. Joy.
2: Hi, Nina and hi, Terry and everyone. Hi, Joy. I'm starting Joy. to recognize a few faces. First of all, thank you so much for being here today to share your thoughts. And I just took a peek at some of your art and um, it shouldn't matter what I think. Um, I really personally um, just find it it does make me smile. animals too and I love the whimsy in how you're putting animals together with each other and with human beings and with nature so um, I'm going to enjoy looking at that some more so thank Thank you you. so much but um, it's not a question as much as a comment um, because I am in the corporate world and uh, I facilitate meetings uh, for global disaster management and um, was working with a group of people yesterday and what you said is so true because I'm I've organized the meeting and I'm running it and I have an expectation of how it should go. And when I take a breath and say, um, does anybody have any thoughts or questions? You know, when you pause and part of me dreads it because I don't know what I'm going to hear back and it could take me down a path that I'm not prepared for. Um, and yesterday that, that happened where, um, one of the senior people on the call, which means that he has lots of experience in the area we were discussing, um, raised a thought that I hadn't thought of. And I was like, okay. And I forced myself just to take a deep breath and say, okay, so let's let's talk about that some more. Why, why are you suggesting that? What is What would that mean? You know, And um, we talked for another 10, 15 minutes on something that I had not planned for. But I think that it did make the output the outcome of the call and the group's realization or understanding of things that we needed to address together for the company um, much more insightful. Um, so it can be scary, even in the business world. Um, and yet one of the things that you said early on is not being attached to the outcome. And I think that is so important. I think that does curtail being open to other people's thoughts. Um, and to your own growth, so um, that really resonates with me as as a private artist, you know, with my music or drawing. No. Sorry but also, about that. Yeah, but also in my business in my business role, it's a hard thing to do. You, you feel like you're supposed to be in control and know everything exactly how it's going to turn out because you don't want to waste people's time, right? Yeah. But um, the outcome can be so much richer. So thank you for sort of underscoring that for me at a time. That's so beautiful.
1: It is scary. So thanks. Yeah. I think uh, my art uh, has taught me a lot about that openness. And, I mean, I don't know what's supposed to happen on this call. We we didn't have a plan here. We were just going to, you know, we're winging it. It's a mystery. So I really appreciate you saying that, Joanna. That's really cool to hear about how it's working for you in business.
2: Funny, it it only works when I pay attention to stop controlling, you know? It's almost like you have to go against your, there's a part of you that is used to operating in a certain way and you have to consciously say, I'm not gonna operate that way and sort of take a deep breath and relax. Mm
1: That's exactly true. It's the same with art. I mean, it took me. It's still something I deal with whenever I go to the, go to the work to start playing with something. I deal with the same voices that come have come up all my life, but there's a difference now. I mean, you've had that experience of what could happen when you just don't go down the the well-worn path, and that that builds on itself because you start to see, oh, that this is this is pretty awesome. What can happen? like that I didn't have any idea about. And more of that, the more of that that happens, the more open I find I get with my artwork because I really don't wanna know what's gonna happen. Like I I, I wanna follow whatever's next and maybe most of the time I have a lot that I can learn about where people are coming from. And it's amazing sometimes too, what will come up and come through when someone brings something new to the table that I thought I didn't have an expertise in, that you know, I didn't study about or I, I, I've never tried that technique, or I haven't practiced that kind of music. that that creativity comes and starts working with us through us in the process of what we're doing. And you know, there's not us sitting back there taking credit for everything, which is pretty amazing. I love the freedom of knowing that a lot of uh, creativity itself is not mine, as in mine, Terry, the person who's an artist, the person who is perfect, that, or but Terry, the one who's crap at her work, or whatever it is I've made up for myself or learned over time. That it's the innate thing. It's the thing that I didn't create I personally didn't make it up. I personally didn't, you know, do all the right things to get where I am. It's something that's kind of moved in and through me as I've moved along. And the less I try to take personal responsibility for everything, the more fun it is, the more more freedom there is. I love what you're
0: saying. And I love that you asked that question or made that comment because, you know, when we think something is scary because it's, we had this expectation about what we're supposed to do or how we're supposed to behave, um, it makes for a pretty circumscribed experience. But if I know that I, I, we all have this, I've heard it described real time responsive intelligence that is waiting, to be expressed if we get out of our own way of thinking that it, things should go a certain way or I need to control it and predict. And that's just so much wasted energy that when I let myself do something else and be more open to what else wants to happen, or as Kathleen Fife said last week, what else is possible, then something that is so much better than anything I could have tried to figure out in my head happens. Like, whoa, where did that come from? Glad that I wasn't in control of it.
1: yeah, it's kind of like a life if i if you know my experience is running the show, I'm repeating what I know because that's you know for falling back on experience, personal experience to make all of our decisions, then we've tried to control it and get it, you know, we're going to, we can't do anything. We don't, from that perspective, do anything new because we're trying to re replay our past or do something different based on a past situation. But we're still, you know, we're aiming at something particular, but this openness to, what if I don't know what's going to come next? What if I, what if something much cooler, new, creative, is, is right there, ready to happen. And I don't need to draw on all my experiences and, and to, to put this into a box and present it. There's, there's just, to me, that's so exciting. And maybe because coming from a background of a lot of inner critic, self-criticism stuff and not being good enough and all that stuff, it is so amazing to me that it's, it's really not up to me personally that I I'm here to see what what happens, you know, in life and art and connecting with people, you know, it, it, things can get really awkward when I get myself controlling the situation. Like I'm trying to say the right thing or do the right thing or, you know, tell you guys something that is important and will be helpful, then I'm, I'm, I'm mucking it up for myself. I'm, I'm, You know, if I can just like, oh, that's just more of that fluff going by, a conditioning going by, and go to drop back into the moment and see what's, what's happening now and be with what's happening now. There's just a complete freedom and openness in that. So, yeah, I love what you, what you shared, Joanne, Joanna, thank you so much.
0: Sue has a question, Sue.
3: Over to you. I don't know if I have a question or an observation um, or two. I've had a couple of opportunities recently to see how my way of approaching a problem or a thing has changed. I have these uh, little, you know, rolling carts with drawers to organize supplies, and when I got the first one, I didn't think I'd be able to set it up. So I asked my daughter to do it. And that was like a year and a half ago. And then when somebody put another one in my hands, I was like, Oh, I just knew how, I just knew how to sit down in front of it and put it together. Like it was just, I was in an entirely different space. And, and for me, I've heard you both talking about this in beautiful ways. It's like, being freed from what i believe i can or cannot do or understand so then the uh, a more recent gift was my desktop computer's death over the last two days and the step i I've, I've been working with max for 30 something years i have had computers die before and i stepped into the trying to save it the triage and the hours on support calls and the looking stuff up and the trying everything. And I was, there was like familiar alarming thoughts flying through and I didn't grab to a single one. I just moved through the triage and the ER and the death and the taking it to the graveyard recycling center in a couple of days and ordering a new laptop that I had, Thought I would do it at my leisure sometime this summer. Well, moved forward, and it was just like those thoughts, you know, did come through, and I, I clench up, and but I was like, there's some kind of sense of flow, and I don't know, something's relaxed, and 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 I think Terry, the thing about it's not open, it's not a it's it's even bigger than allowing creativity it's it's knowing it's knowing it's 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 energy it's life it's it's being in flow and and not thinking i think nina you just said this too not thinking i have to know in my mind the answer and and the less i'm looking for that script the more i feel that fluidity, which is what my art
1: is all about. That's beautiful, Sue. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And if you have any,
3: uh, thoughts you want to speak to it, I'd love to hear it.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's a really great example with the loss of your computer. (laughs) May it rest in peace. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, we, we do have that, that whole repertoire of things that comes up and, and thinks it knows what to do and, and what the next steps are and the panic and everything else. And it's really cool to all of a sudden see that and just take the next step. You know, the outcome will be what it is. And, you know, it, oftentimes when I'm making a big mess with my artwork, if I followed what was going through my head, everything would go in the trash. I mean, literally, everything would go in the trash. <laughs>
3: I was just sitting here having those <gasps> come up of, I want to tear everything off the walls and put it in the garbage just now, and I was. Yeah.
1: That yeah, from <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's almost to the point now where I can kind of laugh at that thinking that comes through uh, and say, oh yeah, there that throw this in the trash thought goes and continue with what is happening next and the freedom of not being personally attached to whatever goes on is so wonderful because I can make a mess and actually it can turn out like crap and it's okay too. You know, that's, that's yeah. amazing to be able to, you know, take your computer out and do get a new computer when it wasn't your plan, you know, or, to, uh, have a piece of artwork not turn out, and you can be okay with it. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about you.
3: I want to confess in this giant group. I will confess that I have a little bit of judgment. That if I was better at being in flow and trusting outcomes, I wouldn't have. And indu- do I wouldn't have um, made myself allowed myself convince myself that six hours of support calls were necessary before I could just press the buy button on the on the new laptop and maybe I could have let it go sooner. But it's also problem solving for me. And there's a part of me that loves getting in there and tinkering and seeing if perhaps I could get that hard drive. You know, so maybe, maybe it's just funny to notice I can always find something to nitpick about my DA cure. That hasn't gone away
1: yeah ignite kind of look at that like that inner critic or that you could call it whatever you want even though that habitual conditioned behavior still pops up you the creative the creative self that that self that knows that self that can that isn't attached to whatever's going on is still there it isn't affected by the stuff that pops through our heads so you know that I had a thing happen in the last few days where I got completely caught up in a mistake I made on social media and you know and social media is pretty uh, pretty raw right now and you know mistakes don't go unnoticed and so I had an opportunity to kind of deal with that and I just fell in, fell into the whole experience and was just like, oh my God, what have I done wrong now? And just, just really felt terrible and felt like I need to reconcile everything. And down deep, I knew what would be really helpful is to sit with it and get a bigger perspective and not be running and chasing my tail. But I had to chase my tail for a day or two before I got to a point where I said, okay, I'm going to sit now and just be with this. And get honest with myself and let the clarity come and i was able to get a little bit of a sense of what's true in the whole thing so you know it takes however long it takes but we never step outside of our innate creativity and knowing and you you know it's like it's the ocean metaphor again. It's like there could be choppy waters for quite a while, but it's all made of ocean. It's all still part of the same thing. And our truth isn't affected by it all.
3: Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: What I hear in what you're saying, Terry, is also that there is such a simplicity when we don't take it personally when we can be present. And, you know, I was, as I was listening to Sue, I thought, I wonder, wouldn't it be fun to make up a a little song to all those thoughts in my head? (laughs) This is really crappy. I don't know where it's going. (laughs) Just to make it lighter, you know, because we make it so heavy that not necessary. Yeah. Any other thoughts, questions, comments from those of you listening?
4: I would say um, I'm Anthony. Hi. I'm a psychotherapist and a lot of what you're saying pertains to my work like if I have an expectation with a client even a client that I don't even resonate with or can't comprehend where they're coming from if I just let that go and just stay present magical things happen and I've learned that over the years when I first started I thought I need to really have a plan here for this client, and and that wasn't a good idea. You know, I was often frustrated because the client wasn't following my plan. <laughs> you know, so so you're talking about principles that can be uh, extended to different parts of life as well.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a kind of a it's a universal way to look at things. I just happen to have the the art thing that I do, and you've got the psychotherapy. Joanna's got the business piece and yeah it's uh there's really no not a lot of difference from what I can see between exactly. whatever it is whatever it is we're actually doing is is almost inconsequential to the to the knowing of the possibility and the and this understanding.
4: Mm-hmm. And my when I've let go of any expectations the sessions are extraordinary. Yeah it's like literally magic happens
1: yeah i know it's it's amazing that doesn't mean like you know we've talked about we don't feel afraid right at the beginning because it's that you know our inner critic comes up our old thinking comes up around what what this might end up happening what the worst case scenario is and you know making a song out of it that's a good idea mm-hmm. <laughs> Helping to lighten it up and, um, and just see what happens. I mean, just thinking about that. What if all life was like that?
0: Yeah. Thank you, Anthony.
1: Thank you, mm-hmm. Anthony.
0: That's the most exciting question, is what if life is like that? Because really, if we look at anything, it could be. Except when I think it isn't. But how do I know?
1: Well, you know, we've got forever our lives of uh, conditioning around how things are and supposed to be. That doesn't mean we can ever tell what's actually going to happen. Yeah. But there's a false sense of security in thinking we do.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we, we've learned that not knowing is dangerous. So some, in, either to the person we're working with, our meeting, our artwork, or whatever, and trying a different way of seeing things that maybe that just isn't true. Yeah. Sometimes things aren't going to work out in what seems to be the best way there's still always something there that is, opens things up a little bit. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Did you have your hand up, Joanna?
2: It's just, uh, with everything going on in the world today and all the stories and also what I'm hearing from you and, and Sue and Nina and Anthony, Um, something else is resonating with me and that is a certain trust. Um, Nina knows I'm I'm participating more in these things because my little sister wants me to trust myself more. And I think that is something that comes with older age. I'm not calling you old, any of you. I'm just (laughs) reflecting on myself that as I get older, there's a voice sometimes in my head that says it's okay. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay not to have your drawing come out the way you want or to be out of tune when you're playing your viola for yourself um, or to not have all the answers at work. Now I've been in situations that aren't safe personally and at work. And I think it's important to recognize those as well where we have to um, protect ourselves and perhaps behave in 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 a way in any case. Um, as I get older and I, I want this voice that says it's okay to be louder in my head um, the, the um, trust was one of them so trust and then also that it's okay not to have it come out the way you thought um, and Nina knows some of the things that go on in the world whether it's to a creature you know, who gets hit by a car that I come across, or whether it's um, George Floyd. And, you know, his, his daughter was in the news yesterday um, on the shoulders of his dear friend, and it, uh, the caption was, Daddy's, daddy's changed the world. Mm-hmm. That's, that's amazing to look at that, but it, for all the horror of what happened, it is true that that is what is happening. So it's somehow, somehow coming to terms with what's going on, whether personally or in the world around me and, and seeing that um, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Anyway, that's just a personal thought I'm sharing. Um, But I do think that I'm hearing that in what you're sharing, Terry. Um, I'm hearing that Sue and you being willing to tackle your computer. But if you choose to go down a rabbit hole with it. It's your choice and you're doing it because you want to. And there's nothing wrong with that either. I also think there's nothing wrong with six hours on, you know, technical support if I choose not to, but, um, I think it's just
1: being okay with whatever we choose to do at the time. It's just a thought. Oh, that's so beautiful. You know, it's a, and they, as far as there being actual danger, being present with where with what's going on is and not having an agenda and all this different stuff we're caught up in helps us to be much more in tune with what's going on and there is a natural a natural response that we have to that you know and it particularly when it's not clouded up by concepts you know we move to safety we it's creativity too how to handle situations. Oh, you're muted. Yeah, actually, that's very true.
2: Um, if, If we aren't sticking to our agenda, and as things start to get really tense and uncomfortable, clinging to it ever so tightly, we can be more aware of what's actually going on and take a step back and ask questions, as opposed to just trying to keep pushing that square peg into the round hole. It's true, and I can say that looking back on it. Mm -hmm. i also know that you know the science of this and anthony can appreciate the executive function versus the amygdala (laughs) my amygdala kicks in and i am like fight or flight right and clinging to my agenda is my um it's part of my flight and my fight i guess so it's uh yeah i mean these are all important important lessons to try and be able to do it differently the next time and maybe just being open and not having to be perfect is the starting thing. I keep looking for these short mantras that I can remember, you know, follow the feeling, be open, you know, trust myself, whatever, be present. But, um, you know, it's, it's hard when you're panicked.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And there is even a way to be present with panic. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, I uh, was really uncomfortable the last couple of days and you know, I was really hard on myself for making the mistake I made. And I was present with all that too, as best I could be. Yeah. Um, I used to think that I wasn't supposed to have any of that, that I would be able to see the bigger picture and just bypass the discomfort. And mm. now I'm sitting with it. Yeah. And I, and I do know that Ultimately, everything will be okay, but not in a way to bypass what's actually going on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's lovely.
0: Thank you, everyone. It is at the top of the hour for us. A couple minutes over, and I just want to again thank Terry so much for joining us today and sharing her wisdom and her expertise. Thank you. Thanks so thank
1: much you. for. Thanks so much for having me. Thank- Thank you. you. You're welcome. If you guys want to keep connecting, you can find me at uh, terrierinion.com. Great. Thank you for sharing that. All right. Thank you. And we'll
0: see you on the next Creativity Conversation.
1: Okay. Thanks, Mary. All righty. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone.